Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are listening. My name is Ivory. I am the creator of Embracing New World Diversity, and this is the Embracing New World Diversity podcast where we discuss the journey of raising a child who is neurodiverse, and I discuss my journey of raising my son who is on the spectrum. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope that your week is going well. I wanted to dive right in today and focus on single parents who are raising children on the spectrum. I am sure that I've mentioned it in other podcasts that I've recorded that I am a mother of a child who is on the autism spectrum six years old and that I'm also a single mom raising a child on the spectrum and so with all of the challenges that come with raising a neurodiverse child those challenges often feel inflated if you will or more difficult when you are doing it primarily alone in terms of in your household right i've said countless times the number one thing there's two things that there are several things honestly that it's important to incorporate in your lifestyle in order to effectively raise a child who is neurodiverse but to start out the two things that parents should prioritize is number one, educating yourself, and number two, finding a village of people to support you and your child. This couldn't be more true for parents who are single, whether you're a single father or a single mother raising a child who is on the spectrum or who is neurodiverse in any other way. And so while I certainly have my challenges, I have prided myself on really embracing my experience as mine, my son's experience as his, and learning how to merge the two so that we can live the best life possible for us. And one of the ways I've done that, obviously, is by not only accepting things as they are, sort of like that prayer, accepting what you cannot change, change the things that you can, and learning to know the difference. And that's sort of the mantra that I choose to live my life by. And I'm super passionate about changing the things that I can. I am thankful that I'm wise enough to accept the things that I cannot. I'm even more determined to not only accept it, but to embrace it as a divine experience that is meant to make me stronger and wiser. And for my son to make his life purposeful and beautiful and, and and I fundamentally believe that and so I'm also passionate about helping other parents to see that see things from that perspective as well from a strength-based perspective from an asset-based perspective our children are do not have deficits they're beautiful and purposeful in their own way I'm very clear about that and so when you know that to be true it's important to create a lifestyle that honors that and especially as a single parent because though this is a calling to raise a child who is neurodiverse and to ensure that they have a thriving life it can still be incredibly 
difficult. It can still be overwhelming. It can still be sad. Grief still exists because we live in a world that isn't always set up for people who are different to thrive. And so then we are socialized to feel ashamed of our differences. And that's a whole bucket in itself. I'm not going to go on that tangent. So today I wanted to talk about ways that as a single parent, you can create a life for yourself and your child in which you are living a fruitful life. Like it is possible there are difficult decisions that must be made, mindset shifts that must happen, but it is possible if you want to live a life that is joyful and purposeful is possible it won't be easy no no nothing in life is easy um but again when we are deciding to accept and embrace what we cannot change we are allowing the difficulties to transform us into someone purposeful someone grander And with that, I am going to jump into some notes I wrote down about ways that you can thrive as a single parent. One of the things that I am very, very clear about, not just because I have a son who is on the autism spectrum, but because I get distracted easily. I'm I'm a super creative person and so I have a ton of things that I like to do and engage in and so I'm not always the most organized person and so a schedule has been essential to my life. Ironically, it also is essential for my son. He needs a routine and so do I and so that's another way in which his personality has aided me in becoming a better person is that like I've had to create a schedule and stick to it and it's helped me to thrive too, right? And so when we when I talk about being a single parent and raising a neurodiverse child, this there are multiple there are a plethora of ways in which you have to figure out how to be a thriving human being in this world with that as your reality. Today, we're going to focus on routines and schedules and sticking to them in the most ideal routine for a single parent. Next week, we'll dive into some other suggestions and recommendations and practices that I have incorporated in my own life and found to have worked. So, An ideal schedule for a single parent with a child who is very dependent upon them is one in which they are putting themselves first. Parents must put themselves first. I know it's it's easier said than done, but I promise you, once you do that, you are you will be a better human being and you will be a better parent you your mind you will have clarity in mind to to be intentional in your parenting and you'll have more peace to not be as reactive with your child 
in moments of frustration and when you're feeling you're less likely to feel overwhelmed when you are carving out time for yourself, right? And so you may be asking, how do I do that when I am always running behind my child and doing things for my child and I have a full-time job and I have other responsibilities? Well, here are some recommendations. Remember, I didn't say it was going to be easy, but it is possible. First things first. You need to carve out a time in the day in which no one has access to you and you are not available to anyone and you are putting your phone on do not disturb. For me, it's in the morning. I know that Khalil is going to be asleep and so I'll have an hour or two hours if I'm lucky to myself. If I'm really determined to have some time to myself, I will wake up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning and have that time because I know that I need that for me to really be mentally ready to dive into my parenting, right? I don't necessarily do that every day, but I do it at least three times a day. If I could do it every day, oh my God, I would be... It would, it would be on, which it's on my list to do every day, but I'm a work in progress. So carving out a time in your day which in which no one has access to you, you have your phone on, do not disturb, and your child is asleep or with a trusted family member or friend, I recommend at least one hour a day, like literally. During that time, you're not working on anything for anyone else. You are work, You are solely focusing on things that feed you and so in my during my time in my morning time for you it may be nighttime for you or evening time whatever works for your soul and your energy for me it's in the morning I am meditating first I'm super big on meditation affirmations as I've mentioned and then I'm listening to a podcast whether it's informative or inspirational or business related I know this sounds, if this may not be everybody's gym, but cleaning is therapeutic for me. And when I do have a clean house, my my mental health is in a good place. And so it's very difficult for me to clean when my son is awake because I'm sure you can relate to this as parents. Once you clean one area, your child wants to run over there and mess it up. So I like to clean when he is asleep or not with me. And so carving out time to clean even if I can't clean everything I'll think I'll try to to knock out one task if I can clean out the refrigerator and that takes 30 minutes I'll do that if I can clean out the bathroom I'll do that it makes me feel like that my house is in order in one way or the other so those are a few things that I do during my alone time sometimes even if I'm not doing anything productive like meditating or podcast listening or cleaning honestly I will watch a tv show if I'm feeling like up to it I love documentaries so I'm going to watch a documentary if I'm feeling like I'm going to decompress I'm going to watch me a reality show and have a drink sometimes when I am able to if one of my family members are able to keep my son I'll take myself out on like a dinner date so the number one thing is putting yourself first incorporate that into your schedule 
at least an hour a day. And then if you can go out twice a month minimum, right? So there's the, the incorporating yourself first. In terms of the the day-to-day routine in the morning, if if you're early bird like me, waking yourself up, having that personal time, and then getting your child up and ready and creating a peaceful environment as much as you can when you're getting your child up and ready. Let's say it's during the school year. I know the summer is kind of a lot for us parents. Like I'm in the thick of it now. He's not in school. We opted out of like a summer program for the month of July. So he's, you know, at home with me a lot and I try to keep him busy and I'm thankful I can work from home. But so this schedule doesn't necessarily apply in the summer, particularly in the month of July. But in the school year, getting them up, creating a peaceful environment in which they are they wake up in a peaceful state and having a morning routine. You know, for me, I'm very much like, morning, Khalil, you know, go use the bathroom, brush your teeth. Oftentimes, I've already drawn a bath of water. He he knows to get in the water, and I let him sit in there and kind of get gather himself, and he likes to play in the bath for a little bit. And then we go through our bathing routine and get it ready. He'll eat his breakfast. Sometimes, you know, our children are very, oftentimes can be very picky eaters. And so sometimes he'll eat something, sometimes he won't. But I always have his protein shakes for him. So he'll drink a little bit of that. And then we are headed to the bus stop. I would say Khalil just finished his first year of kindergarten. And I would say that routine was effective about... 90% of the time for the school year. We had some mornings that were not, but the success rate was was relatively high, thankfully. If you are a working parent like me, a working single mom like me, when they're off to school, this is your opportunity to focus on your work and your other commitments. If you work from home, you set up a dedicated workspace to prioritize productivity. If you are not working from home, using that time away from home, whether it's in the office or school or wherever that space is, to be dedicated to your work. My work has always been a huge part of my identity outside of my parenting. And so I really I really cherish my, my time when I can work just well work on work-related things and not have to be a mom in that moment. And I have no guilt about that because being oh, being able to work makes me a better person for my son when I'm able to use that part of my brain. And so maximizing that time during work, as the day heads towards the end of work, then you're headed to pick up your child, whatever that looks like. I, I walk to the bus stop to pick up my... The bus stop is like literally a couple of walk steps down from where I live. And so I'll go pick up my son from the bus and then I have a schedule for him when he gets out of school. The first hour I allow for like snack time, free time to, he'll come in, he knows where to put his backpack up at, where to put his shoes at, to go wash his hands. And then he has snack time and I'll, I'll allow him to be on his iPad and 
play and just have that free time to decompress because I know at school he's on a schedule and so I want him to just sort of like decompress like we all need to when we get off of work right so for him I allow that time to decompress and then for about an hour and then we get into homework and even if it's not school work he has homework that I've created this is another hack for parents whether you're single or not for our children we must always look for opportunities to educate and teach them on our own do not be dependent upon their teacher or their therapist to be their primary source of learning you also play a huge part if not the primary part even if you don't have a background in education there are ways in which you can always incorporate learning for your child i'm going to do another podcast that talks about ways that you can do that but for the sake of this in terms of the routine while Khalil is, I forgot to mention this, while I have a, a schedule on my, in my kitchen in which there's a time what, what Khalil is doing and what I'm doing and it's adjacent to each other to make sure that it's in complement to each other. So when Khalil is, gets out, out of school and he's decompressing and, you know, eating his snack and doing whatever he needs to do for that moment. I'm also doing the same thing, but I'm also doing some like prepping for like what am I going to eat for the day if I need to like spruce up the kitchen. Like I'm kind of doing my own decompressing, but it's more around like household chores. We get into our homework as mentioned. Homework for my son is 30 minutes at max because his we're still working on his attention span, honey. It's, you know, a lot of redirecting. And so it's 30 minutes max. Monday through Thursday. I try to make it as fun as possible. Some days aren't if it's something that he doesn't like to do. But we're always going to do something to continue to keep his brain moving in the direction of learning. <laughs> and so by this time, it's around 6, 6.30. And we are now, depending on the weather, sometimes he wants to go outside and play. We're in an area where kids are there outside and so he's in this stage where he sees other kids outside so he will you know gesture that he wants to go outside or he'll ask to go outside right now with his speech he is it's getting so much better thankfully but he'll he'll say like one word he'll he'll use one word to request something so he'll say outside outside and i'm working on him saying statements like can i go outside and if he says it i'll honor the request um, even though as a mom, I'm not really a big fan of like sitting outside watching him play with the kids. It's not one of my least favorite things to do with Khalil, but nevertheless, I do it. I will record a different podcast around what it means and feels like to watch your son engage with neurotypical children and how to allow them to be in those spaces but also monitor closely so anyway sometimes he goes outside sometimes he wants to stay in and just do independent solo play sometimes i'll play with him but between like 6 30 and 7 30 we go back into like doing like some play play time and i'm pro or he'll go into play time and doing things in his own world and i'm maybe cooking dinner and then at 7, between 7 and 
he's eating, I'm eating. We are spending quality time with each other. By 8, 8.30, we are headed upstairs to like brush our teeth and get ready for bedtime. Independent sleeping is still difficult. Like he'll, he'll fall asleep and sleep through the night, but he only falls asleep if I am present. And so right now he's sleeping in his own bed, but I have to be in the room with him until he falls asleep. I'm hoping we move past that in this upcoming school year, but that's where we are now. And so that usually takes about another 45 minutes. This is like a typical day without like after school activities or, and so I'm, I am constantly looking for an after school activity to incorporate for Khalil to increase his social skills. We tried several things. Some things didn't work. Some things do. And so maybe twice a week incorporating after school activity, like going to a community center for swimming, or I like to take him to like those indoor playhouses and allow him to run and play and climb and jump and do all the things that he loves to do. Right. And so I also do that like twice a week within the daily routine. If I can, if the weather permits, all of those things. A caveat to all of this is when I talk about putting yourself first, sometimes that means deviating from the plan if you are exhausted or mentally or just can't do it. I really want to acknowledge that we're all human and there are days when like maybe you had a horrible day at work and you just can't, you can't stick to the routine with you and your, that you and your children or your child has. And so that's okay. Like it's really important to be kind to yourself because you, if not, you're going to experience it on the back end in terms of burnout and depression and, and all of those things. And so if you have a day where you're like, I just can't do it. It's okay to honor that and give yourself, give yourself grace in that area. Try not to make that a habit. Like the routine should be the norm. And to deviate from the routine should be when as a reward or a gift to yourself when you just don't feel up to it, right? So <clears throat> going back to our evening routine, I like to get Khalil baths in the morning. So we don't do baths in the, at night. Um, I think baths in the morning for my son helps him to have a calm body for the most part. We do brush our teeth and he changes his clothes. And sometimes I'll incorporate a read a, a a reading activity to help him wind down but more often than not I find that he gets it depends on the day but he gets a little bit more energetic when it's time for bed and I think it's because he knows it's time for bed and he does not want to go to bed and so I find that we do a lot I do a lot of redirecting and making him like lay down and go to sleep now part of that that I need to do better with is taking away electronics earlier in the day before he goes to sleep but maybe an hour an hour and a half before he goes to sleep this is incredibly hard for me because with him being the only child his ipad is a source of edutainment for him education and entertainment and so he is on it more than i'm comfortable with honestly um and so i'm trying to figure out the most effective way to do that i think i've got it figured out like i do like the Sometimes I do the if-then method where in which if he wants to be on his iPad for a certain amount of time, then he has to sit and, and read a book with me first. Then he gets 45 minutes on his iPad and then 
I have a time when I pass us down and he comes in once more, we go over sight words. And so that kind of helps lessen my guilt if I incorporate some interpersonal activities with him in between during like intermissions with his iPad. But nevertheless, if it is helpful to take the iPad away at least an hour before your child is going to go to sleep to help them decompress. I typically put on like some sort of like audio stimulation, like raining or sound bowls and I next to him on his bed or lay next to him on his bed depending on the day and if I'm tired until he falls asleep once he is asleep if I am not tired which typically I am so I'll go straight to my bed and go to sleep but if I, if not I try to use that time again for myself whether it is just simply relaxing or working on task for my my full-time job or my business and so um that typically is our day and i have a visual of it and so i'm I'm always redirecting khalil to our visual so that he knows and understands what is expected of him and then in this upcoming school year i really want to do better with incorporating a chore for khalil when you're raising a child who is neurodiverse and specifically, in my case, child who is on the autism spectrum, it's, it's more effective to incorporate small tags for them to learn and grasp before you add on something big, right? So, like, an example of that is in terms of chores, instead of, you know, having your child learn how to clean their room, Teaching your child how to, where to put dirty clothes each day is way more effective. And once they learn how to do that, then you can add on another task, right? And so incorporating that into the routine is going to be super essential. Also, last note before I close out, when you as a parent, as a single parent, are doing things throughout the day for like household chores, incorporate your child in those activities so if i'm doing the dishes like i'll pull Khalil over and have him take the dish and put it in the dishwasher or if i'm washing clothes i'll call Khalil into the laundry room and as i'm taking clothes out the washer i'll hand it to him and have him put it in the dryer be mindful of that though because sometimes I'll find it like Khalil wants to do it himself during the time where I did not direct him to do it like in terms of the washing dryer that's the thing that he's into now he likes to mess with it but these are still things that it's important for them to learn and so incorporate them into like your daily chores within reason last thing with all of this because it is a lot have it written down and have a visual or have it in your phone as like on your calendar set reminders so that you can always remind yourself but also to hold yourself accountable because this requires this requires habit building and you can only do that by doing it consistently day to day don't overwhelm yourself if you find that you're adding too much in your day then take some things out 
And then even when it comes to chores, like you might want to create a monthly schedule for chores in terms of things that you want need to do within the month to keep your house clean, right? But <clears throat> flexibility is going to be paramount for every family and particularly for families who have children who are different, who are neurodiverse, who are on the spectrum. Flexibility is so important. So don't be afraid to adjust your schedule to accommodate your child's needs, your needs in the moment. Throughout this daily routine that I just spoke to, to you all about, if Khalil has a meltdown in the morning, that throws our routine off, right? And so then I have to figure out in the moment how to push through that so that he's not late for school or I don't miss an appointment, right? Or if he is just not going to sleep at night, like those are things that you have to like step back and like, okay, I'm not going to be able to do some of this. I'm not going to be able to do the day and that's okay. Like this is not, this is not a destination. This is a journey, a journey that is filled with highs and lows okay so i hope this was helpful to you all i am going to continue to focus on discussing the experience of single parents raising children on the spectrum in the next couple of episodes so hopefully this is helpful to our single parents out there and i hope that you know that you can do this you got this and if you need some support and coaching i am happy to provide that for you please click my links below to learn more as always i really appreciate everyone's support i will talk to you next time